Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. The New York football giants beat the Titans down in Nashville, Tennessee yesterday, 21-20 in a thriller. Granted, it's just one victory with 60 more games to be played. But this one victory completely, and I mean completely, changes the culture of the entire Giants organization. It was that big a win. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. I am telling you, and folks, this is not, uh, I'm not waving big blue pom-poms here, but for those of you who didn't watch the game, you know, I'm going to talk about it, but there was a call made late in the game. For those of you who aren't familiar with it, who didn't watch it, there was a call late in the game when they came down, the Giants came down, they were losing uh, 20 to 13. They come down late with like, well, I don't know, what was it, a minute, six, whatever the heck it was left in the game. And they score a touchdown. Not, But now they score a touchdown, so what are you going to do? Are you going to kick the extra point and go for the tie? Most coaches would do that. But Brian Dable, the first-year head coach of the New York Giants, said, nothing doing, nothing doing. He kept his offense on the field kept his offense on the field, and they were going for two. I had two friends. One called me, one texted me. Russ, can you believe this? Russ, can you believe this? Is he nuts? Is he nuts? And I said to both of them, I don't give a rat's ass. If, Of course I wanted the Giants to make the touchdown, uh, to make the two-point conversion. Of course I wanted them to do that. But to me... It showed guts and courage that, quite frankly, you don't see a whole lot from a lot of coaches. 95, 99% of them would have gone for the tying extra point. But Dable, by doing that, by doing that, sent the message to the entire, first of all, he sent the message to his players, which is first and foremost. He says a message saying, hey, I believe in you guys. I don't give a shit, for lack of a better term, I don't give a shit what they want to say, what they want to put under a microscope, what they want to criticize. I believe in you guys. Screw the critics. Screw what anybody has to say. Me, I'm the head coach here. I believe in you guys. That's the message that he was sending to his players loud and clear. Loud and clear. That was the message he was sending to his players. Saquon Barkley scores the two-point conversion. Twenty-one twenty, And that would be the final score. Now, not without a lot of uh, agita going down the stretch because then the Giants had a hang on and 
they were in position still to lose the game because uh, the Titans marched down and were in a position to make a 47-yard field goal. But Randy Bullock pulled the kick. It was wide left. And I am telling you something, folks. There has not been a bigger wide field goal attempt for the New York football giants since Super Bowl 25. You hear me? Since Super Bowl 25, when Scott Norwood of the Buffalo Bills was wide right and the Giants escaped with a 20-19 victory. But that's what it was, and the Giants won the game, and everybody rejoiced. But I am telling you this. Win or lose, what Brian Dable did, he changed the entire culture of the organization. He changed the way... What that facility is going to be like going to work tomorrow is going to be a joy. Because it's it's people, wow, did you see what he did? You know how like people talk about the, at their water coolers at work and this and that? Did you see that? What did you think? Now, listen to me. As sure as I'm sitting talking to you nice people right now, I know, you know, I'm I'm holding my thumb and my forefinger like like an eighth of an inch apart. Because had it gone the other way, had the Giants lost the game, in particular, forget even losing the game, had the Giants not made the two-point conversion, they would have roasted and toasted Brian Dable. They would have tried to eat him up. They would have criticized him, criticized the organization, criticized everything about the Giants. And the reason I liked it, because having gotten to know Dable in the short time that he's been on the job, and when did he take over? He took over, uh, was it the end of January? But, but, But had he missed it, they would have killed him. But I know... It wouldn't have mattered to Brian Dable. He's a big boy. He can take the slings and arrows. He can take the heat. And that's part of the job here in this market. Because I've said this time and time again. If you are a head coach, whether it be in football, in basketball, in hockey, if you're a manager in baseball, the minute you let... The minute you let the media know that they're under your skin with the criticism, the minute you allow that to happen, then they know they have you by the balls. And once that happens, you are doomed. Because once that happens, you coach scared. And Brian Dable sent the message in his first game as a head coach that he doesn't coach scared. He, he, he's a guy that's got guts. I believe, in, I believe in these guys. 
You know, there was all kinds of talk. Well, you know, I mean, he was he's resting, you know, his his regulars, his starters, he's resting them a lot during the, during preseason. What's he doing? This guy, Saquon Barkley, he's not getting a lot of carries, da-da-da-da-da. Well, you know what? Saquon Barkley had a good few carries today. Yesterday, 18 carries, 164 yards, 68 of them coming on a touchdown. Excuse me, not not on a touchdown run, 68 yards coming on a run that would lead to a touchdown by Barkley. He had one touchdown. It, it just... When I say, like, you might be saying to yourself, what's Russ talking about? Like, one victory, he's making such a big deal about it. This team hadn't had won one opener. Now, it's obviously it wasn't the same team, but this organization, let me correct myself. This organization had one season-opening victory in the 11 previous seasons. One, and that was in 2016 uh, under Ben McAdoo under his first season, okay, 2016. So basically, they had one, like I said, one in the previous 11. So this was only their second season opening victory in 12 years. 12 years. And look, they've been killed. You know, Pat Shermer came, good guy. It didn't work out. They were killing him. Joe Judge, they were killing him. It didn't matter what the reasons why there were losses and what, you know, injuries and this and that. No, got to go. This guy's got to go. This Speaking of guys that got to go, I'm reading the paper yesterday morning, and it's uncanny. I remember when... when Daniel Jones was given a job after, uh, even when he was first, in his first year, before he officially took over from Eli Manning. Now all the talk was they were calling him Danny Dimes because he can put it on a dime. Danny Dimes, he could do this. Then the way they treated him the last three years, it was like Danny Dimes ain't worth a plug, ain't worth a plug nickel. I mean, Really? I was reading yesterday morning in the New York Daily News that the Giants would be better off if they lost a lot of games this year so Joe Shane, the general manager, can find a successor for Daniel Jones. And everybody's been talking about the insinuation, everything that Daniel Jones can't be the future. I've read it time and time again. Uh, listen, if they, this team wants to win a Super Bowl, they have to think uh, uh, bigger. They have to, you know, get, get in a winning quarterback. You, you know, nobody bothers to look at the situation. Nobody bothers to look at the situation. I mean, last year, you know, you, you want to kill Daniel Jones? And I, I hate to dig this up, but just making points. And that's what I you, people must have been saying to themselves, God forbid this could happen again today. Last year, games two and three, 
they lost each one of those games on a last-second field goal. Each one of those games on a last-second field goal. So instead of being 2-1, and one, they were 0-3. Yeah. Yeah. They, they had Kansas City on the ropes in Kansas City losing 20-17. to 17. You know, Daniel Jones went down. They lost the final six games of the season. That wasn't Daniel's fault. No, no just let's get him out of town. Because you know what? Everybody likes a quarterback controversy. And then when the media gets into it, and then the... Um, it goes on social media, and then, then also all, all the social media geniuses get into it. This guy's a bum. This guy stinks. He's no good. Get him out of town. Blah, 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 blah. It becomes, it festers, and it gets out of control. Well, Daniel Jones was pretty damn good yesterday, and, and it's not because he was 17 of 21 for 188 yards and a couple of touchdowns because he wasn't perfect. He was sacked five times, sacked five times, threw one pick, a crucial pick in the end zone, which was a killer. It looked like the Giants were going to go in when they were down uh, uh, 20 to 13 before they subsequently did go down again. Uh, you know, had a fumble, sack fumble. Uh, you know, when he was sacked five times, one of them was a fumble, but the one thing about Daniel Jones, and that's something that the coaches see. Like the old Timex commercial. Takes a licking, but keeps on ticking. Because after that screw-up with the interception, he brought the team down again. Yeah, he brought the team down again. That's the mark of a winner, not a loser. Somebody who can shake it off, take the heat, and go down. For all the criticism, and, and Daniel Jones has never whined about it, never pissed and moaned, nothing about it. For all the criticism that he's taken, you, you can come up with a million excuses. He didn't have Saquon Barkley, who, who was really out for a year and a half. He didn't have a lot of his receivers. His offensive line was decimated. But not today. No, he wasn't perfect today. What he was was a leader on the field today. And Saquon Barkley, for all the doubters, he's back. If somebody was going to tell you today, in yesterday's game, that Barkley would gain 164 yards while Derrick Henry the human freight train, the man that uh, Giants defensive coordinator uh, Wink Martindale told us during the week, he's the modern-day Jim Brown, which is the highest compliment you can pay a football player. Barkley outrushed him 164 yards to 82 yards. In fact, I think they only had... Let me see. Yeah, the 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 um, the Titans only were th three for eleven on um, third down efficiency. You have a running back like that, Derrick Henry. 
Giants defense toughened up when they had to. Hey, Giants were down 13-0. They were down 13-0 at the half. 13-0 at the half with the Titans getting the ball to start the second half. They, unfortunately, I say they tied the score. They, they could have gone ahead, but they had a missed extra point. Then they fell behind again. Then they came back to take the lead. The character, the entire culture, the feelings within that organization completely changed on one call. Now, certainly when you win the game, when you win the game, (laughs) there's a lot more to rejoice about. There's a lot more feel-good, warm, fuzzy feelings. I get that. I understand it. Because the bottom line is the National Football League is a win business. You get paid to win. But Brian Dable came here along with his general manager who hired him, Joe Shane, uh, to build something. And that foundation was laid big time today. I, I, I shouldn't say it, it, it was late. I keep saying today, the game was yesterday, but I, I, I shouldn't say it, it, it was laid today. It's been put together during training camp and, you know, the preseason. But a huge, a huge foundation today, again today, yesterday, a huge foundation by this Giants team with that win. Huge. And if ever a call was needed. I mean, he told, Brian Dable told his players, I believe in him. He told you, the public. He told we, the media. He told everybody, I believe in my guys. He also told his boss. He told Joe Shane. He told the the, the owners, John Maris, Steve Tisch. He told the fans. He told everybody. It's a new era. I believe in these guys. We're going to go out there. He wanted a, He wanted to come in. He said, I want physical guys. I want dependable guys. Guys he can count on. And that's what he got today. A, a, a huge belief in one another was transformed today. These giants can walk around town <laughs> And feel good about themselves. They can look themselves in the mirror and say, you know what? We believe. And why shouldn't we believe? Because the coach believes in us. And you know what? I don't care, folks, if it's National Football League, if it's college football, if it's high school football, if it's peewee football, if it's Pop Warner football. If you got a coach, and that goes for all sports, if you've got a coach who believes in you and, more importantly, who lets you know that he believes in you, it doesn't mean you won the battle. You have to have the goods to perform to get the job done. But when your coach believes in you 
it goes a long way. Because I don't care how confident anybody can be, you you know, how physically talented one can be. If you, you need that confidence, you need your head right. Because if your head's right, everything seems to, you know, the perspective that you have is a lot better. Like I said to start, it's just one victory. I know it's just one victory. But when I heard, when I saw him say, well, wait a minute, we're going to go for the two. You know, watching the game, the announcer say, wait a minute, he's keeping his offense on the field. I was screaming, yeah. It was like, to me, they already scored. Because it just, first of all, I believe in Brian Dable. I believed in him before today. I keep saying today before yesterday. I believed in him. And what he did today justified, in my mind, my belief. He's got a guy, here's a guy who has his own convictions. He's not going to run scared. You know, when somebody said to him at his, his post-game press conference, well, you know, Brian, if it didn't work out, you know, you would have been criticized. Well, you, you know, I mean, I can't. he can't worry about that. So he explained that's what leadership is. How do you expect your players, if you're a head coach or manager or whatever, how do you expect leadership in your clubhouse, in your locker room, if you don't supply leadership? It's got to start with you, the head coach. And Brian Dable sent that message to everybody. So the Giant fans, <laughs> Giants fans are one and zero today because their big blue team, the Giants, are one and zero today. Now they can get ready, feeling good for their home opener next week against the Carolina Panthers. And you're gonna hear a raucous crowd. And Dan Jones, Daniel Jones can stand up because Daniel Jones, after the game, he was the same guy if they win or they lose. He's got a lot of that Eli Manning personality in him. Which is, you know, a good place for any quarterback to be, to follow that lead. But He's tough. If he stays healthy, if he can stay healthy, I think you're going to see a very good quarterback emerging. As far as Saquon Barkley. I mean, think about it, folks. Giants won today. Why did the Giants win today? Well, Daniel Jones was healthy. Saquon Barkley was in the lineup healthy. Sterling Shepard was in the lineup healthy. As I was telling you, you know, recently, football is a very violent, violent sport. And injuries seem to be mounting and mounting. 
But when your guys are healthy and they're performing at their optimum level, different things happen. And today, well, certainly Saquon Barkley was performing at the optimum level. And you saw everybody feeding off that. You saw Daniel Jones after having a bad interception. Screw this. Let's go right back down the field and do it again. And that's what they did. So a message to all you Giant fans out there. Enjoy the week. And especially to Brian Dable. Enjoy this one. Your first win as a head coach. It was a beauty. And that, my friends, is a wrap. On today's Get a Load of This, now I'd like to be getting a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do so on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can also check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Got to thank my home here at believe.com because, as I tell you all the time, Believe is indeed the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, got to thank you, the people out there, because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to each and every one of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Have yourselves a great week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.